It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is uh, Labor Day, but I am working, and I wanted to do this because uh, there's a lot to get to today, even though many of you are enjoying a day off. Many are working. There are a lot of places. I mean, I was I was everywhere. You know, our regular hours. We will have our regular hours on uh, on Labor Day. So you know, many people are working. But uh, I, I do greatly appreciate you joining me, regardless of whether you're working or not. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff to get to on the show today. Um, just a, a magnificent weekend, and I want to get into this very shortly. College football came back this year. My son was at a KU game. I guess uh, he called from the tailgate party. Yeah, KU. They kind of you know football. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he uh, he called and it was it was glorious. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud that he is um, able to experience uh, life and living uh, like he was pre-pandemic. And uh, and unfortunately, we live in two different countries right now in a lot of different ways um, because there are some uh, universities or some states that are still shut down, like uh, the state of, uh, of uh, I guess, Oregon. And then you see a Texas football game this weekend where there are 100,000 people in the fan, in the stands and just it was just glorious. It was just glorious. So I'm going to get into that uh, very shortly. Also, some uh, an ivermectin story that was debunked. Rolling Stone rolled with a story about ivermectin and that there was ODs of ivermectin and was shutting down uh, hospital rooms. Gunshot uh, uh, victims couldn't get into the emergency room because of ivermectin overdoses. It was, turns out it was a lie. So... I do want to take this time to welcome sincerely a wonderful new client to the show. I am very, very familiar with this product. It's Home Title Lock. The reason being is I have a home that has equity. And in the past, I've had my identity stolen. One time I went to buy a car. They said, you're locked out. You can't buy a car for 90 days. Somebody's been using your social security number in Cedar Falls, Iowa or something. I don't know what the hell it was. So it can happen. Listen, if you have equity in your home, $50,000, $100,000 more, maybe you got your home paid off. There are cyber thieves that can search through hundreds of public databases for your you know, homes with equity. Then they pull your home's online title, forge your signature, stating you sold your home, take out loans using your equity. Unbelievable. You're not covered by insurance, by the way. Home Title Lock will alert you when something like this happens. Before it can happen, I've got a uh, an account right now. I checked on it. I had four little alerts this weekend. Nothing serious. Nothing serious. Just kind of wondered if the, the cyber thieves are kind of knocking on the door figuratively. Seeing if anybody's home. Home Title Lock will stop this from happening. Okay. HomeTitleLock.com. Just use the promo code RADIO. For 30 days of free protection. This is valuable. It really, really is. All right, let's uh, let's move into uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, welcome back, Carter. Joe Biden is the president. It is uh, Carter all over again. We have stagflation. We had uh, 200,000 jobs created uh, last month in the country. They expected 700. It is the worst jobs number versus expectation in the history of the country. A new poll says that uh, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden if the election were held today. A new uh, uh, poll by Emerson Bowling says that which candidate they favored, Biden or Trump, hypothetically became the eventual nominees in 2024. Biden won't live that long. And I'm not needing to be flippant. 
I don't think he'll be around in three years. I don't. And if he is, he'll be in a convalescent home. 60% of voters said they would like to see Joe Biden as the 2024 nominee Democrats. <laughs> wow. Among Republicans, 67% of voters said they would vote for Trump if he were the candidate. Trump is favored 47 to 46, which means in reality, uh, Donald Trump's already leading by 10. Oh, yeah. And he did win the 2020 election. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Yeah, the election was stolen. I believe that. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. One in uh, five Americans would to uh, take their vote for Biden back. Poll shows 20% regret voting for him as president while his approval rating continues to drop. Zogby did this. 20% of Biden voters regret their choice. 4% aren't sure. 76% still have confidence in the commander-in-chief. Dear Lord in heaven, really? Nearly 3 in 10 Republicans who voted for Biden regretted it. And you know, honestly, leave the party. Go away. Shoo. Goodbye. Goodbye, anti-Trumpers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Look what you did. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Polster Jonathan Zogby wrote, uh, he said, if you take into consideration the size of the electorate and how the last two presidential elections, 2016 and 2020, were decided by tens of thousands of votes in a handful of battleground states, this could really hurt President Biden's chances in 2024. He's not going to be the candidate in 2024. So let's, let's, just, let's just say the emperor's naked. Can we just say the emperor is naked? Can we stop fooling ourselves into thinking that Joe Biden will actually be a contender in 2024? His mind is already gone. He is a feeble old man who right now is sitting at the average life expectancy of a man in this country, maybe a little bit uh, further, and he's got some major issues, mostly mental. As I mentioned, welcome back, Carter. We've got stagflation. I mean, we've got literally, uh, have you been to the store lately? I do all the shopping in my family. It's nuts. It's nuts. If you want to buy steak, forget about it. It's unbelievably expensive to buy steak right now. I got some on sale uh, this weekend for $8 for T-Bone. That was an unbelievable sale. But if you want a T-Bone, usually 11 12 bucks a pound now. You want filet, 20 20 bucks a pound, forget about it. Not going to have it. Not going to have a filet. And now we've got a hostage crisis. Yes, I said it. We have a hostage crisis. GOP Representative McCall, Michael McCall, was on with Chris Wallace, who's just a tool. But there are six planes right now filled with Americans being held in northern Afghanistan, and the Taliban won't let them leave. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It means hostage crisis. How many Americans have gotten out? of Afghanistan since we pulled out? How many Afghan allies have gotten out since the Taliban was in complete control of the country? I understand. Zero. And in fact, we have wow. six airplanes at Mazar Sharif Airport, six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, uh, also with these interpreters, and the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. They, uh, we have, the state has cleared uh, these flights. And the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. Wow. So I'm sorry, the answer to your question is zero. And that's my concern is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, as the government of Afghanistan. It's like it's 1979 all over again. Let, let me pick up on this because I didn't know this. You're saying that there are Americans on airplanes ready to fly out of Afghanistan right now. And they're not being allowed out because Taliban is making demands. What demands are the Taliban making? 
Well, they are not. Uh, they are not clearing the airplanes to depart. They, they've set, set. They're going door to door, and they're assassinating people too. By the way, at the uh, airport for the last couple of days, uh, these planes, and they're not allowed to leave. Uh, we know the reason why is because the Taliban wants something in exchange. This is really, Chris, turning into a hostage situation where they're not going to allow American citizens to leave until they get full recognition from the United States of America. Unbelievable. Donald Trump said this last month. He said that this would uh, devolve into a hostage crisis. And everything about them they negotiate. We're being set up. They have all of those people. And in a certain way, I guarantee you, they consider them to be hostages. And let's see what happens over the coming weeks. But this is not a story that just ended today or yesterday. This is a story that's going to go on for a long time. And it could be a very, very bad ending. You're looking at... And, and I believe that, you know, we've been we've been told for months we are we cannot doubt the election. We must consider the January 6th uh, uh, a protest at the, at the United States Capitol. We must consider that an insurrection. You cannot say otherwise. It is the worst thing ever in the history of mankind since the since the beginning of the greatest crisis in the history of the country. Blah, blah, blah. We've been lied to about everything, about everything, about everything. And now. We are being told an abject, humiliating failure in Afghanistan that has cost 13 lives so far is a success. And we're just done. The American people are just done. We're not stupid. Don't say we're stupid. Don't think we're stupid. The withdrawal of our troops, the shutdown of the Air Force Base was a mistake. And letting our military leave first and then have to send 6,000 troops back in to rescue Americans. Leaving Americans behind. No American left behind. That has been the tradition in this country. Joe Biden says 10%. Only 10%. Pull crap. That is an abject failure. Abject failure. Speaking of big, fat failures, here is General Milley talking this weekend about uh, about the, the contingency. The, the, apparently, uh, a f- abject failure in a face plant was a contingency they had planned for. 77% of Americans say that they are in favor of the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the end of the war. Yeah. But 74% say they are not happy with... This how- man should not wear a uniform. He's a tool. ...how the withdrawal went. Could the withdrawal have been done better? Was it military planning that caused the people to not feel that the withdrawal was as it should have been? Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, one is the collapse of the Afghan army. Why didn't you see it? happened at a much faster rate uh, and very unexpected uh, by pretty much everybody. Uh, and then with that is the collapse of the Afghan government. Um, so that was definitely a surprise. Um, but I will say that there was an awful lot of planning done, uh, rock drills, rehearsals, etc. Uh, and and uh, they did nothing, actually, that uh, made the outcome better. What you saw unfold with this non-combatant evacuation operation was one of the contingency plans. It was one of the contingency plans for people to uh, go to the airport, to be shut out of the airport, to be literally trampled to death outside of the airport, to be told to go to the airport and then told to stay at home. Yeah, this was a contingency. Chaos was a, was a contingency, folks. Honestly, chaos should never be a contingency. And the speed at which it was executed, um, the flow of the aircraft, you know, we had planes taken off every 30 to 45 minutes or so. 
we had we, you can't polish this turd we brought in uh, 7,000 or when uh, you try it just gets ugly uh, or 6,000 US troops and then there was some about a thousand more or so Afghan troops that secured HKIA the first day was clearly chaotic no question about it you saw that on video etc but within about 24 hours that settled down and it became much more orderly yeah well why are there still 10% of Americans including this woman a 25 year old uh, American she is a US woman trapped in Afghanistan she says that militants are hunting down Americans as we speak. 25-year-old California native Nasria came to the Afghan capital in June to visit family and marry her longtime boyfriend. She and her new husband fled to the airport after the Taliban took control, but they never made it in. It was so hard. Well, the State Department said you could just go to the airport and you get out. Just get on a flight. There was... There was a couple of days where we had to sleep on streets. People were literally stepping over people. That's how bad it was. After her booked flight home was canceled amid the chaos, she reached out to the State Department for help. They told us, go to a certain location, you will be picked up. And this is from the State Department, you will get picked up. Listen to this. Go there and it was- Now remember, remember a, a chaos is a contingency. In the middle of the road, across the airport, so we went there, waited an extra 12 to 13 hours with no food, no water, nothing. She'd wave her passport. They won't let us go. They're gassing us at their Yeah, it's contingency. Don't worry about it. But day and Those bullets in the air, that's just contingency happening. That's what it is. Night, no. the mm-hmm. Taliban kept blocking her. I was got gunpointed to my head. Our troops were literally at... Contingency, don't worry about it. There's nothing to see here. The gate just waiting for us to continue walking and they had blocked us and there was a time where like i went past them and i started walking as fast as i can and they started shooting right by my leg and told me to come back or they would shoot me wow 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 that's how americans americans are being treated welcome back carter biden administration is blocking private flights from evacuating americans out of afghanistan the Biden administration reportedly blocking private rescue efforts from flying American citizens, green car holders, and special immigration visa applicants out of Afghanistan. Rick Clay runs a private group, Plan B. He said that the State Department is uh, only uh, the only thing preventing the flights he's organizing from leaving Afghanistan. Two other American individuals separately involved in evacuation efforts whom uh, uh, the media is not naming to avoid jeopardizing ongoing rescue efforts. Similar said that the State Department is the sole entity preventing their charter flights from leaving Afghanistan. One of the individuals said all it takes is an effing phone call to fix the problem and that was unacceptable to be negotiating with American lives. If one life is lost as a result of this, the blood is on the White House hands. The blood is on their hands, an individual said. It is not the Taliban that is holding this up. As much as it sickens me to say, it is the United States. One of the sources that uh, Fox actually talked to said that they thought uh, part of the reason the Biden administration was blocking the flights was that they were embarrassed of those private entities were having to rescue the Americans because Biden failed. Biden failed. The report said that the network reviewed uh, Clay's manifest 4,500 people, which included U.S. citizens, green card holders, and SIVs. After making little or no progress with the State Department, Clay's group turned to senators from both parties. Tom Cotton, Richard Blumenthal, Ron Johnson have all sought to help Plan B and other organizations secure the approval they need to get the evacuees uh, safely out of Afghanistan. Organizers and Senate staffers said... 
As of Sunday night, the State Department had yet to give Plan B the green light to land any of their flights in any countries neighboring Afghanistan. Honestly, wow. Just uh, honestly, wow, wow, wow. Here's John Kirby uh, being asked, say basically, hey, man, how can you say that this was mission accomplished when there were so many Americans left behind and many of them will probably be, uh, well, they're being held hostage and maybe get killed? This goes back to the question earlier about veterans. Um, you know, as someone who has served. In 2021, failure is now victory. And the world is upside down, kids. And served and had the honor to serve with Afghans. We're taught from basic training on up. The number one thing we're taught is you do not leave your man behind. Now, how can the Department of Defense go before the American people, those military service members, and those veterans and say that the mission was accomplished when people... Because failure is victory now. ...were left behind. I think, Trace, that we've been very clear that, that uh, we don't believe the effort has concluded. The military mission of evacuation is over. And as you heard the secretary and the chairman say, so too is the, uh, the, the U.S. war in Afghanistan. But you've also heard the secretary of state say that we're still going. We, we know there are people that didn't make it out. American citizens as well as special immigrants. Yeah, they should have been taken out before we evacuated the military. You tool. Visa applicants. And we are and the U.S. government is going to continue to look for ways to try to help them find safe passage out of the country. There's a word, uh, three syllable word starts with cluster <clears throat> that I would use to describe what happened and what we've done. And the American people aren't buying it. You know why? Because, say it with me, we're not stupid. Yeah, we're not stupid. Oh, yeah, the economy tank, too, by the way. Friday, we heard that, uh, you know, there were supposed to be 700,000 jobs created in the country. Here's the amazing thing about when all businesses are, are closed. I can experience a 100% revenue growth in one day. For instance, if your business is closed on Sunday, no revenue. You open up Monday, 100%. First sale, 100% increase from yesterday. All Joe Biden had to do was say, uh, he didn't even say it actually, just individual states said, let's open up business. And Joe Biden is, is saying that his policies have, have done this. No, no, when business is open, the economy turns around. But of course, Joe Biden is saying the reason why the most devastating jobs report in the history of the country on Friday is because of the uh, Delta variant. Today's report shows that the steps we've taken, passing the rescue plan and vaccinating... One out of five Biden voters regrets it. And honestly, the rest of you, you're all kind of stupid. 175 million people. I, I'm sorry, that was cruel. I meant idiots. Make our economy... No, 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 that's too much. You're morons. ...capable of growing and adding jobs, even in the face of this continuing Delta surge. You voted for this guy. Wow. Just, I mean, honestly, wow. A strength in our economy very different from the way things were derp, last winter. Derp, 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 derp. I'm a Biden voter. Derp. There's no question the Delta variant is why today's job report isn't stronger. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of questions, actually. I know people were looking and I was hoping for a higher number. But next week, I'll lay out the next steps. Which will involve giant government spending and will do nothing. That are going to we're going to need to combat the Delta variant. We're going to need to combat the Delta to address some of those fears and concerns. I want to talk about how we'll further protect our schools, 
our businesses, our economy. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Here's uh, Mercedes Rule on MSNBC. She uh, she was a little mad about the job numbers. Steph, help me out with this number. 235,000 jobs added versus a projection of 720,000. What happened? And coming after July when we had over 900,000. Huge slowdown, Willie. Yes, we are still in an economic recovery. But for those who thought we are booming, we are racing, we're absolutely not seeing what we thought we were going to see. We are seeing wages go up a smidge. That's positive news. And economists, I'm telling you, they are going to be writing PhD papers about this for years over the fact that there are millions of open jobs in this country. Yes, many of them are lower wage jobs, trucking jobs service jobs, hospitality. Actually, trucking pays pretty well. ...jobs that aren't getting filled. They're some of the highest paid trucking jobs in the country. With Americans asking, well, why isn't that the case? Now, we know that from last month to this month, we saw Delta variant on the rise. More businesses delay return to work. So a lot of ancillary businesses might not have brought workers back so quickly. But the question is going to be, what happens from here, Willie? Remember, we are on the eve of those expanded unemployment benefits running out. We know that that rent moratorium is expiring. And one of the main reasons people weren't going back to work. Are you saying that people are going to actually get off their butts and go to work again? That's crazy. That's just crazy. You're you're talking crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Have you been watching some of the viral video of football games around the country? Oh, my Lord. It is so glorious. I mean, it is so glorious. Here is a, a little bit of a, the uh, Wisconsin uh, Penn State crowd. Uh, 100,000 people jumping up and down to uh, uh, jump around, jump around, jump up, jump up and get down. I mean, crazy. No masks. No masks, no stupid, stupid masks that don't work. I love it. Here's a little bit from the, oh, the Texas football game this weekend was amazing. Oh, glorious. This is about freedom. This is about freedom. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I see these young people, I think of my son, celebrating freedom. Freedom. 100,000 fans attended the big house in Ann Arbor to see Michigan route Western Michigan. Tens of thousands of fans packed stadiums throughout the country, including the in powerhouse SEC games. And all of these people are dead now. Right? Isn't that the case? Aren't they all going to die now? What about Sturgis? Remember Sturgis? Sturgis a couple weeks ago. Those people are all dead now, right? There was, that was a super spreader event. Millions of people are dead now, right? No, they're not. No, they're not. We are being played. Do I, and I've said this from the get-go, do I think that uh, COVID is serious? Yes. For people with uh, uh, pre-existing conditions? Yes. But this has become a political virus. Because while those stadiums were filled, this is the idiotic governor of Oregon insisting people have to wear masks outdoors. That's why I'm continuing to take actions to protect Oregonians and say... How can these two countries exist? How can these two countries exist? How can a stadium be full of people and this state be full of people who can't go outdoors without masks on? People eyes. 
Today, I'm announcing that. Because she's playing it for politics. Effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccinations. You are a tool. What a tool. There is no reason for people not to be out. There is no people, there's no reason why people should not be in stands in, in stadiums. Where are the body pits? Show me the body pits. Show me the body pits that would equate this to the Black Death from 800 years ago. Show me. Show me the mass graves. Show me the dumpsters full of bodies behind Walmart and Target and Home Depot and Lowe's while those people went to work while teachers unions insisted their teachers could not go to school. Show me the bodies. Show me the class action lawsuits for keeping a business open despite an ungodly pandemic that was going to kill everybody. You're being played. And everybody's afraid. Everybody's afraid. Listen, I'm not anti-vax. Okay? My family has been vaccinated. My kids have been vaccinated. My wife's been vaccinated. That's not it. But I'm going to tell you, they've used this virus and they politicized it to change the outcome of an election and to control you and me in more ways than you can ever imagine. I've got more on this coming up, but I do want to mention Home Title Lock. Do you have equity in your home? Maybe $50,000, maybe $100,000. Cyber thieves look at that and go, ding, ding, ding. I'm going to be able to take out a loan. I'm going to forge your signature. I am going to use that money, and you're going to end up getting stuck with a bill, and you may lose your home. You're not covered by insurance when this happens. I've been there. I had my identity, my, my identity stolen. Somebody was using my social security number. I couldn't buy a car for 90 days. I had everything locked. Everything locked. How would you feel if all of this hard-earned money you spent to, to have your home was taken from you? Home title theft is one of the fastest-growing crimes in America. And with home title lock, you don't need to worry about it. You could already be a victim. You don't even know it. You don't, you don't even know it. Protect your most valuable asset. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home. That's $100 value free. Okay? Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO for 30 days of free protection. I have mine. I've been watching my alerts. Good to know. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. Get 30 days of free protection. It's a great product. I'm so proud to have them as a uh, sponsor of this program. It's just huge. It's just huge. A uh, police officer in uh, in Oregon uh, has been, uh, he expects to be fired because he did a, uh, they're, they're requiring that uh, first responders and police get the vaccine. And he says, no, here's his video. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father. And a police officer. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, to protect the freedom of the people who pay my salary. I do not work for my governor, but for them. The governor elected to this beautiful state has ordered medical workers, teachers, and first responders to get the vaccine. I have personal and religious reasons as to why I will not take the vaccine, but also the freedom to choose not to. What? Freedom? 
In America? Really? I'll likely get fired over this video, but I'm nonetheless exercising my First Amendment right to speak freely. By the way, Oregon Governor Kate Brown is being sued by police and firefighters over COVID vaccine mandates. Over COVID vaccine mandates. This guy is Oregon State Trooper Zachary Cohen. And he filmed himself taking a stance against the edict. This is brave. He's giving up his career out of principle. I've fallen in line for over a year with these useless and effective mask mandates. And I will no more. Wow. I will not sit back and sheepishly watch as those who serve the people of the state are given unlawful orders which threaten their livelihoods should they choose not to fall in line. Discretion is one of the most important parts of my job as a police officer. I will use that discretion and I will not enforce useless mask mandates or unlawful vaccine orders. I love this. I think it's amazing. I think he's an amazing, brave person to be able to literally uh, give up your career because you feel like and you and because you're not stupid, by the way, he's been placed on uh, on leave. He's expecting to lose his job. I salute him. He's brave. He's brave. Oh, over the weekend. Chicago had another ungodly weekend. Forty seven people shot. Seven children under 12. Did you hear what I just said? Seven children under 12. It's not about guns. It's about culture. It's about the decay of culture. Two siblings, a 12-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl, were shot while attending a back-to-school picnic near East Garfield Park gas station on Saturday. Some red SUV pulled up to started unloading fully automatic weapons into the crowd of people. This is according to uh, event vendor Lamar Peterson, whose daughter and stepson were also injured in the shooting. At least 280 children and teens have been shot in Chicago so far this year. Are you ready for this? You better stop and listen. 35 of those kids died. 35 children died. In Chicago, Lori Lightweight. I've been preaching about the decay of particularly African-American culture and society in inner cities with a 60% abortion rate, with a murder rate 13 times the national average. I've been preaching about it for 30 years since I was a kid in my 20s. And we're about to have another generation pass with more of the same crap. More of the same crap. Joe Biden went to Walter Reed last week. He was not welcomed by a father of an injured soldier. I believe the man is Howard Mordman. He was not welcomed by the family. The White House has been silent on the visit with no photos released. According to this father, Biden had the audacity to try to visit my son this evening. He was not welcomed. He's lucky I'm a calm person. My daughter told me to stand down. The leadership of the Pentagon, namely General Milley, failed our troops and the Biden administration bumbling on the situation in Afghanistan is the reason 13 of our soldiers died. So forgive me if I don't want to meet the man who put my son in harm's way. He has blood on his hands. I will never get over what happened on the 26th of August ever. My son will never be whole again physically or mentally. He was yards away from being in a grave himself. Yet people tell us to get over it. 
It was his job. Really, shame on them. I pray nothing bad ever happens to their child. Unbelievable. Greg Kelly's show on Friday featured uh, Ronnie Jackson, a representative. Uh, he's a former doctor. He says that Joe Biden is uh, not fit mentally to be the president, but he also talked about hostages being held right now in Afghanistan. American hostages and allies being held. This is not going to be the first nor the last lie that we've heard from the Biden administration. This entire thing is just a web of lies. We're working today. We still. It's also a cluster something. Both of us. We still have people over there. I have American citizens, citizens, uh, at least seven of them, probably more from my district right now that are trapped over there right now. They cannot get out. And you know what we were told? We were told today. I was told that the State Department, I have some of them and I won't say where because I don't put any in danger, but I have some that are already at airports. They've already been manifested on flights. They're planes are there. Everything is ready to go. They can't get out. And the reason they can't get out is because the Taliban won't release the flight until September the 9th because they want to be recognized as, a, as an official government. They want to be officially recognized as a legitimate government before then. And I guarantee you, yeah. these hostages we have, they're hostages right now being held until the American, until the United States, until the Biden administration recognizes the Taliban as a government. You just yep. mark my word, that's coming. Yeah, and then also then, the, then there's the money. Then they're going to want the money. Then they're going to get the weapons. And they have us by the, you know, just just grab right there, just squeeze it. Yeah, that's what they have us by. Eric Bowling's talked to uh, Glenn Beck on uh, on Friday. And Glenn's a fascinating uh, cat. He actually launched his career, I believe it was September the 11th or the day after. That's where his syndicated show started. It was His career has been based on that. And he's a powerful voice. He's a, he's a terrific guy. Here he is talking about why Americans are leaving people behind in Afghanistan. How come we're leaving people behind? And I think it's I think this is a great case to show exactly what is happening in everything. The Green New Deal agenda, all of it. It's not about the individuals. We see the individual girl. We see the individual mom. We see the individual homosexual that's just been chopped into pieces. We see the individual Christian that has just been set on fire. And that matters to us. They see the collective. And so 200, 300, 1,000, 5,000 in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean that much. And that's the problem. That's the split. The individual or the collective. Right. And we must stay at, uh, paying attention to the individual because yes. that's not only the right card, but it's the winning card as well. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, what happens in regimes that uh, don't look at the individual, they look at the collective. Uh, you end up with body pits. You end up with body pits. A little more from Glenn Beck coming up in a second. Pro-military diner that told Biden supporters to take their businesses elsewhere was forced to close temporarily. You know why? They ran out of food. <laughs> the DeBerry Diner, located in DeBerry, Florida, received massive, massive exposure. They posted a sign that told people who voted for Biden, just stay the hell out. If you voted and continue to support and stand behind the worthless, inept, and corrupt administration currently inhabiting the White House, that is complicit in the death of our servicemen and women in Afghanistan. Please take your business elsewhere. It went viral. People came from all over the state. They drove hours, four hours, some even four hours from Tallahassee to eat at the restaurant. The restaurant was so incredibly busy on Wednesday that the diner ran out of food. We're going to win this, guys. We're going to win this. We're going to turn back this horde. We're going to turn back this abject corruption. We are going to drain the swamp. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
everything is leaning that way, and it will happen. There's been a lot of talk about this great reset, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and it sounds very conspiratorial, but you literally have leaders around the world talking about a great reset, a reinvention of culture, a reinvention of government into a unified world government, which is a gigantic mistake because most of the world sucks. Here's Glenn Beck. I think the best way to look at what's happened in Afghanistan, what's happening to our country, what's happening on our border, this is the managing of people who believe America is over. This is the managing of America's decline. This is not to build us into something better. This is to manage our decline. I don't want to go into decline. I don't think we have to go in decline. I think we can take our values. I'm not going to let us go into decline. And our principles, our, our God-given rights and our Bill of Rights, and we can use those again to repoint our cornerstone and build this country into a country for the next era. But we are going to lose the opportunity to do that really quickly, Eric, if we don't, if we don't well, do two things. Pay ahead. attention yeah. and also... Um, uh, be smarter than we are. Uh, Joe Biden told a big lie last week. Did you know that? And he said that he visited a, uh, a synagogue where a mass shooting had happened. He said he went, turns out uh, he hadn't. Said he went to the Tree of Life synagogue after the 2018 massacre. And uh, this, according to the New York Post, says is not a product of an aging memory, but symptomatic of a lifetime of lies. And the president has a real problem with the truth. Here is uh, Cortez and Pellegrino talking to Michael Savage about it. George, Wa- I was a kid in school. We were taught George Washington said to his father, Father, I cannot lie. I did chop down that cherry tree. That was a famous story. It taught us to be honest. That's right. Apparently, Biden said, Father, you're mistaken. There never was a cherry tree. <laughs> in other words, that's the world he seems to live in. New scandal today, Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. We all heard about that one, right? Uh, He said he visited the Tree of Life Synagogue of Pittsburgh after the murder of 11 congregants. Today, the White House said, oh, no, no, he was never there. I mean, when does this end? Where does it end? And I think the man is living in a delusion. No, I think it's intentional. I think he's a lying sociopath. I do. That's just that's my opinion. His entire career has been based on lies. He got booted from the uh, 1987 uh, campaign for uh, president because he got caught plagiarizing. He's a lying liar who lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you know you weren't supposed to travel this weekend? Uh, yeah, the CDC said you weren't supposed to travel. If you're unvaccinated, you shouldn't travel. <laughs> sure. Cortez and Bellagrino talked to uh, Dr. Richard McCormick about travel restrictions this weekend. Well, the, what exists exists. We can't do anything about that right now. I'm working tonight, as a matter of fact, in the ER, and it has been really, really overwhelming. We've had full emergency rooms. Uh, we're boarding people because we don't have room in the ICU and step down on the floor. So that's really a concern. And, and I will say that the majority of people that we're admitting are non-vaccinated. With that said, I don't see what a travel ban is going to do for anybody who's unvaccinated. Let's face it, COVID is everywhere right now. And I think it's really hypocritical and, and a mixed message when we say that. I'm just thinking about all those people who are in the football stadiums uh, this weekend who are all going to die. People that if you're vaccinated, you have to be scared. I mean, you won't even be able to find a casket in this country to be sold out. Somebody who's unvaccinated. Uh, the unvaccinated need to take care of themselves. I mean, that's a discussion we need to have with our own doctors. And there are reasons for people not to have a vaccination. If you now have- you need a booster. 
Yeah, yeah. And in Australia, they're saying you're going to have to have boosters the rest of your life. The disease recently, you're immune from anywhere from <laughs> six to ten months. And I think we, we can't make just carte blanche statements about people and needing papers to go to certain events or being able to travel or anything else like that. I think it's very unhealthy and it's very un-American. Yeah, it is very un-American, and it also restricts your freedom as an American. Yeah, if you think about it, what, what are they trying to accomplish here? They say that both vaccinated and unvaccinated carry approximately the same viral load. So you can get it from anybody. So a person traveling with the disease could be either vaccinated or unvaccinated. So why does it matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated? other than the fact that you have risk for yourself. Thank you. That's what this is about. And I think that it's very disturbing to me uh, as a former military guy and a guy who believes in individual rights for our nation, uh, for people to start limiting, for government to start overreaching and say, unless you do what I want, I'm going to take things away from you. Well, that's interesting. I think that's a very unhealthy way to approach any government. And if you hang out with anybody who's from a foreign country who's been dominated by a communist government... Uh, yeah. This is how it starts. They get you used to that. Mm-hmm. Yep, they get you used to it. They get you used to wearing masks. And you got to wear a mask everywhere. And even if you're vaccinated, you got to wear a mask. Because you got to have people walking around with that mask on, you see. Because that doesn't broadcast the fear, you see. They want you to wear a mask, even if you've been vaccinated. Do you know why? Because they don't want the fear to go away. They want you to be afraid. Going into an election year. Yeah, I said that out loud. Uh Uh-huh. I said that out loud. An Oklahoma hospital corrected the uh, record Saturday after the mainstream media pushed a false story claiming that gunshot victims had been turned away, experiencing a surge of patients who reportedly overdosed on ivermectin. Rolling Stone published the headline, Gunshot victims left waiting as horse dewormer overdoses overwhelm Oklahoma hospitals. The story was built on a single interview that Oklahoma-based physician Dr. Jason Ilea gave for a TV station. Said the emergency rooms are so backed up that the gunshot victims are having a hard time getting to facilities where they can get definitive care and be treated because COVID-19 uh, patients are overdosing on ivermectin. Turns out it was a gigantic lie. He's not an employee there, and the story is untrue. This is according to uh, hospital administrator Stephanie Six. Stephanie Six sounds like a rock band member, like Nikki Six. Uh, we at uh, NHS Sequoia have not seen or had any patients in our ER or hospital with ivermectin overdose. We have not any had any patients with complaints or issues related to ivermectin. Uh, ivermectin has worked in India. It stopped a massive COVID outbreak. Why is it, guys? Why is it? Just let me ask you this question. Why is it that so many things are verboten? So many things you cannot talk about. You cannot say that uh, January 6th was not an an insurrection. You cannot say that maybe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine might be a good prophylaxis for preventing the virus or the severity of the virus, even though I have friends who stayed off ventilators because they did them. Joe Rogan just said that he did ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, a couple other things, and he's COVID-free now. Completely free of it. A week later, and the left is going and saying, why are they covering this up, guys? Because if you take ivermectin or you take hydroxychloroquine and it stops the virus in its tracks, that would negate the vaccine that they're pushing on us. That would end the fear. The whole thing, honestly, is a uh, is questionable. We can't believe in anything really right now. 
that the mainstream media, big social media, or the Democrat Party are pushing. We can't believe them, guys. Because we're being lied to again and again and again. Afghanistan was a success. Right? A humiliating withdrawal leaving $85 billion worth of weapons to a terrorist group bent on creating a caliphate that would overtake the world. That's a victory. That's a victory. Unbelievable. Finally, did Donald Trump just unleash his first TV ad of the 2024 presidential campaign? That's what some people are saying. His Save America PAC put together this terrific ad. I'm going to wrap up the show with this today. It is inspirational. It points out the abject correct, uh, corruption and the absolute, uh, how wrong this administration is on everything. Afghanistan cannot be used as a terrorist base. That Afghanistan has become a Disneyland for terrorists. We plan for every contingency. Total chaos. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It's a failure. And he needs to own that failure. Very no, it's a success. General Milley says it's a success. Responsibility for all that's happened. He did not admit any mistakes. He did not uh, offer any change, of course. He says we're going to continue forward. He really isn't taking responsibility. Mr. Biden, you did this. You made the deal with the Taliban. This is the consequences of it. Go to hell, Biden. Tens of thousands of people being left behind. There's American citizens left. We're going to stay to get them all out. We did not get everybody out. What? Dozens and dozens of U.S. citizens went to the airport, and the gates never opened. The mission hasn't failed yet. If this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? <laughs> wow. But uh, there's, you know, there to be. It is a failure. It is the most humiliating defeat in our history. In our history. It is an insult to two to three generations of Americans. Young people who signed up after September 11th to fight. To do their duty. To lay down their lives. To come back in a box. And come back missing body parts. Not able to walk. Not able to feed themselves. It's a failure. You're being played on a lot of different fronts. Things are going to turn around, though. I have a good feeling. Thank you for joining me, guys. Bless you so much for uh, being here. Thank you for joining me. Uh, God bless our uh, veterans, both alive and, uh, and departed. The Gold Star families are police officers and first responders. And, of course, you. Yeah, you too. Have a glorious day, guys, and I will see you again tomorrow. In the meantime, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.